Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome. Ba That's nice though, it sounds amazing. And by the Fender Jazzmaster. If Fender, want to give me a Jazzmaster Troy Van Leeuwen? <laughs> I want one. I want one as well. Two Fender Troy Van Leeuwens. Send us Fender. Send us a 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 Fender. I mean, that was just off the cuff. Imagine if we actually wrote something. I know, I know. That was just. Have you seen a Boogie Nights? No, I haven't. No. I have to say, I remember that when I saw Boogie Nights, I was proper blown away by it. Yeah, and it. It, have you seen Goodfellas? Yeah. Like, Goodfellas is, like, probably one of the best gangster movies ever, really. Yeah. And I, I, like, I put it up there with, like, you know... Scarface. Uh, Godfather and all of those. Mm. And uh, and then I saw Boogie Nights. And the way it's filmed is really, really similar to Goodfellas. Uh, like, it tells a story. It's kind of quick. It's snappy. Uh, but there's a point in it where... Um, uh, oh, uh, the Bostonian, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Right, yeah, oh, I course. believe he's from Boston. Hello to our Boston fellas. Big up the Boston, our Boston massive. friends. Um, yeah, he uh, he and it's the guy from, oh, is it John C. Riley? I'm thinking 
He's he's psychic. Basically, he becomes really successful. He's Dirt Diggler with a massive cock. Right. And he and the other bloke, which I'm sure is John C. Riley, uh, who who plays uh, is the voice in Wreck It Ralph. Is he you really? Might have seen that oh with yeah, of course kids. he is. Snap. Yeah. I know exactly who you mean. Yeah. And he's brilliant. He's brilliant in loads of good stuff. Yeah. And he's kind of a bit like um, Will Ferrell a little bit. Yeah, well, he like, done... just seems he... really big and dopey and Did he funny. do Step Brothers with him? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, he, he did. did. I know the one he made. I watched that when I was in Disneyland. Was yeah, brilliant. yeah. And I, I'd seen it before. I've seen everything Here's before. the sheep in Sing. Have uh, you seen the film Sing? It's such yeah, a good I film. Am, yeah. I love that film. It's one of my favourite films of all time. And uh, anyway, they they basically just get well into cocaine, mm. and they're both wearing like awful eighties like, leather. It's things. very Moorish. Uh, yeah, oh god, it is. Yeah, and uh, and then they decided they're going to record an album, and it was pretty much like that. Yeah, but a little less drop the tuning doom. Yeah, not as good. Yeah, not as good guitar player. No, no way. definitely not. And I was ster- sterling on the vocals. So we were like, uh, so. So that just completely being balls to the honest, uh, there was this bit of me that I was thinking, oh, if we're successful with podcasts, um, and we'll be on TV in Boston. Yes. I'm like, could we ask for free guitars? Because basically all I want in life, like apart from family being well, yep. all I want in life is guitars. That's yeah. All I want. So, I mean, this doesn't have to stop at guitar. Like, so, potentially, I don't know what the rules are, uh, whether we should even be speaking about this, but like, I, people get free stuff, right? What do you want, Brad? Well, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Before you go to that, what I can ask before you go to that, and okay. like, please, please, please let me have this for a moment. Okay. Uh, we've spent some time, like, some of like, the podcasts that we've done already, and by the time this comes out, if it does come out in Boston, um, we've already done a couple. Yes. Uh, and some, like my nickname is Nick Noise. Nick Noise. Uh, I'm quite pleased with that. As a guitar player, it suits me. It's uh, epic. And then we were trying to think up one of Brad. And like, it was bad Brad. And I That's thought, not very good. I thought Bradley Bear, I liked. Uh, Bradley Bear is my nickname at work. I like that. Because you're big... But you're also very lovely. Yeah, but I can be fiercely aggressive. Can you? And I can maul a man with my bare hands. Fucking hell. I can't. I can't. So I, I might thought, be able to. I I've never Bradley tried. Bear was really nice because I'm like, why do we... We don't need to have tough names, do yeah, we? Yeah, I feel like I do. But then my mate, uh, who I went to art school with, uh, he was... He put... I. I Food, like put you into it, but like that was Tuesday when we were getting a fucking hundreds of messages. Yeah, and Thank he was like, he just put way. rock star name, Brad Action. Yeah, because my second name is Acton, right? And I thought Brad Action. Yeah, why not? And I just thought that's the best name. Yeah, because all we have to do is add an I into the Brad Action. Thing. All right. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that's fucking brilliant. That is perfect. Nick Noise and Brad Action yeah. sound like a fucking superhero so duo. Like that is that is completely a contender. I can't think of anything better. No, I'm I'm all over that. Yeah, why haven't my, like, my mate Steve? That was genius. I just thought, why haven't we thought of that? Yeah, ourselves? yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Brad Action. Yeah, I'll take that. Thank you. What's his name? I'm trying to think what his surname is. Action. Steve, I'm sure it's Erwin Wal- 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 Wahlberg. 
when I was at university, uh, everyone I was there with, like, there was a lot of really middle class kids, and I, I'm not, I really don't think I'm middle class, but to some people, I probably am. Uh, I'm not, I don't really think about class particularly, but it is relevant in in England. Yeah, it seems to work in it? England. Class does. Well, it doesn't work, but yeah, people it adhere work, to it. But it still happens. You can see it. But there was this one guy, Steve. One time, right? We um, he always looked. He was looked really indie, but he always looked fucking cool. He always looked really cool. And he'd always had quite a nice girlfriend with him. He was he was a really nice, but he was a lovely, lovely man. And then one time uh, I suggested, oh, we could all have a little, like, oh, you play guitar, cool. My mate Chris Kempt, um, who I'm still close with, uh, he played bass um, really, really well. And another guy, Sonny Woodhead, he played keyboards. And I was like, well, let's all get together around my house and we'll have, we'll jam. Mm. And Steve... It's very rarely in life I'm like, like kind of blown away. For starters, he was amazing on guitar, and he bought round, which would now be a collectible guitar, like kind of like like weird Japanese guitar. Um, but he, like I thought everyone came around together, but I don't know if they did because when we left, Chris had a car, he drove a couple of people home, and then Steve was still there, and he had uh. His guitar or like a rucksack thing. Like, I've got one, yeah. and they're really, really helpful. Yeah, definitely. And like a little practice amp. Yeah. And he went, no, that's all right, I'm going to run home. What? And then, like, it was a hard, well, it was probably like half hour walk. Yeah. It was like, you're going to run home? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and he just left the house, and I saw him run up the street, and he <laughs> ran home. That's brilliant. And like he was, he was like fighting fit, but he wasn't like it, I don't think he'd done like worked out. No, or no. Anything. How old were, are we talking? Like, we, is this, this like, is not last week, is it? No, we were like nineteen right, or yeah. something. Yeah. And it, um, and yeah, and he ran home. I used to walk out a lot. Like people used to call me Forrest Gump because I would always walk in. I never walk. I fucking hate walking. I love walking. Love I it. Never walk anywhere. Yeah, I'd I'd walk from city to city, town to town. Doesn't bother me at all. I love it when the, the tubes stop working because I have to walk. And you see stuff that you never that's normally see. That's quite nice when you walk in the city. Yeah. Like, that's quite interesting. But I don't get me wrong. Yeah, walking like down the M25 is rubbish. Yeah. The closest I got to that was walking home from the Millennium Dome because I fell out with all of my friends. At the Millennium one, Dome? Yeah, stole one of their cars, drove it around the car park, jumped out through the keys at them, walked back through the Blackwall Tunnel, walked all the way down the road. And my feet were bleeding, so I had to take my shoes off. And in the end, I just rung one of them up and said, oh, sorry, I was a cunt. Can one of you come pick me up? Because I can't walk anymore. <laughs> so to give us some... Um, it, uh, it was funny uh, when Aldous from Boston rang the other day. And I, I said, yeah, I'm at uh, Legoland in Windsor. And he's like, where's that? And I went, well, it's kind of just outside of London. It's not far outside of London. Mm. And he's like, I thought you lived here, right, in Boston. Wow. I was like, no, no, no. Like, you could probably tell by my accent that like, I've got quite a thick accent. What, and really. across the keyboard? Yeah, yeah, well, once we spoke. All right, yeah, cool. So like, oh, I live kind of outside London. Yeah. But uh, for anyone listening in anywhere else in the world who doesn't actually know Brad and I, 
And uh, the lovely thing is, I think people that are listening don't know us. We looked uh, on the Acast thing. We have listeners uh, in Australia. I think they're the people, like the two people I know. Right, okay. Uh, but there was quite a few in North and South America. I'm going to have a look because um, every time I look on there, it changes and it fascinates me. But either way, they were like North and South America. If you don't know, uh, we are in, as Brad named it, which I love, we are in Nick's Cave. The I'm Nick a Cave. massive Nick Cave fan. Yeah. Um, and I've got a Nick Cave tattoo, which I will show. The, oh, look, there's my Morrissey. And there's my Nick Cave. Both I did to myself. That's so good. Um, Brad named it Nick's Cave. Uh, so we're basically in my... In my den. Yeah, because it's like a man cave. You like Nick Cave. The yeah. Nick Cave. Perfect. And we live, we are, um, we're about, if there's no traffic, we're about 20 minutes away from London. Yeah, at night. Yeah, no traffic. We're really close to London. But uh, it takes us about half an hour to get into London on the train. If people are wondering where we are, that's where we are. Um, so, yeah, I'm just looking at here. We've got... Um, I'm not going to say the numbers because we're going to have like a nice sort of like surprise number release. But um, yeah, we've had listeners in UK, obviously, United States, Australia, Canada, France. Um, Was there South America? I can break it down into actual um, cities. I love a bit of South America. Morris is big in South America. So... In America, people are listening in Cambridge, Minneapolis, Archibald, and Rockland. Minneapolis, Prince. I, I think he's dead, mate. But if he wasn't, he would probably listen to this. My first gig. Uh, three in Canada. Um, oh, one in Ireland. Uh, Brazil, we have one listener. Hello to our listener in Brazil. Hello. Big up with respect to you. Yes. Well, that's I, I probably, find that pretty mind blowing. I, that's probably one of our friends on holiday. I still find it pretty mind blowing that uh, people in other countries are listening to us. I, it blows my mind that anyone's listening to it. I know, and not quite to dis- a lot of people not are to discredit to it. us, but I just think, like, I don't know. Because who the fuck are we? We're just us, aren't we? We're a pair of uh, insecure idiots uh, who have lots of problems. And we have decided that we're not going to let those problems take hold of us anymore and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Like, that's kind of, that's me summed up, really. Mm. That's but what I was I'm here. Just saying, like, a minute ago, like, it almost feels like we're cheating because it's effortless to do. We've not got any kind of agenda. I don't know what I'm going to say next in a minute. Um, and it, yeah, it seems odd that, well, it doesn't seem odd that people would want to listen to it. I'm really pleased that people are listening to it. But like, it's like this is how we've always spoken. Like I've said before, when you've tattooed me, that could, that's an episode. It's just like yeah, us is, talking yeah. like this, and we just talk how we go, and you say, right, this is this, and that's that, and everything else. And it's just like we just get on so well. It's just crazy. Yeah, I think um, I, I once yeah. went to this. Uh, I don't know what it was. My mum worked for a mental health organisation and she uh, said they had, the organisation paid for people to go to this conference talk thing in London. Uh, So I went there with some other workers from there 
and uh, I was really not up for it. But when we got there, they talked a lot about a synchronicity, and uh, a synchronicity being that things, I suppose, it's kind of like things happen for a reason, mm. and the way that life throws things at you, and then something else happens as a result, and then something else happens as a result, almost like it was meant to happen. Yeah, yeah. And since we've been doing this together, we've had loads of good responses, and that aside, just the experience of like hanging out with you and talking with you, mm. like that that that's that's enough for me. Yeah, and it feels totally right, and it feels like it feels so natural. Yeah, that it just feels like it's something we were meant to do. I yeah. think we were meant to be friends. Yeah. Because I think about it really, like before this, we probably only saw each other like four times and we probably only had lots of conversations. No, really. but it's funny. I feel we like... We bonded really quickly. Yeah, though. I feel like we were always still in each other's like obviously through social media and stuff like that and your text here and there and, and everything else. But yeah, it's always felt just... Um, like solid from the get go. Like yeah, yeah this like, is this is this, and then that's whatever happens, happens kind of thing. I've really. loved it. Even like even like now, we're kind of contact most days. Yeah, and it, it's really lovely. Yeah. It, it really feels like saying, you know, like meeting a new best friend, and that's yeah, kind yeah. of what this is really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um, just having lots of conversations, and like, oh, did you see that? Did you yeah. see that? And I guess in many ways. I haven't had that for a long time. No. I kind of had it with my mate, uh, John Horsley. You know, my friend in London that I do music with. Yeah. Like, say, well, we've been friends for about three years and we mm. bonded really quick. And it, so I kind of had it with him and that happened at the period of my wife's cancer and all. So it felt, wow. it was really good. But the good thing about that and this really is that like we don't, we don't expect anything of each other. No, not at all. So yeah. it's just like everything... Everything that happens is kind of nice and good. Yeah, so and it's like even special. even on like a like not technical level, but like you've done a bit of artwork. Should we use this? And I'm like, yeah, like it's perfect. It's exactly it's like, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Like, well, that makes sense. We use that. Oh, I've just put this. I've sent this video over. Yeah, I love that. That's perfect. Yeah, we'll do that. Like, there's no like. There's not been a point. I'm almost scared that we might get to a point where now I have to go. Fucking hell, Nick! What were you thinking? Like that's dog shit. But I like to think I wouldn't. I'd never put it like that because I'm not an asshole. But I like to think if I did say, "Oh, yeah, I really like this and that," but I'm not too sure about that and that, then you'd receive it like well enough. Yeah, yeah. Like cool. if um if because it's in our interest to obviously get it right and it all to like us to both be on board with it kind of but thing. I think but... that's the other interesting thing about what we're doing mm. because it's also uh, it's not just like this overarching aim to try and get men to. Like I put it on Facebook and Instagram and all the socials about this overarching aim to try and get men to talk. Yeah. But within that, uh, there's us becoming close. Yeah. You know, like, and like, oh, God, no, men can't be close. No, of course you not. Know, like, I just yeah. find, like, the whole thing is just fascinating. Yeah. But it feels really good. Oh, definitely. I'm like, what's wrong with that? Why not no. feel good about it? Yeah. Why can't men, like, have open close friendships yeah it's funny uh 
like talking about, I was talking about uh, Cara, I worked with, is from Boston. Hello, Boston. How? Uh, <laughs> and I was talking about, talking about that. And now I've had some friends at work and they're invariably women. Mm. But I kind of feel really proud that I've been able to build friendships with them. And it's never become like pervy or a sexual thing. No. Like we've become really good friends. And I'm yeah. like, and I I, th- I imagine everyone else in the office is thinking, oh, they're going to have an affair. Mm. And I'm kind of like, no, we're not. No. I like, we're not going to have an no. affair because I would never cheat on my wife. That makes those friendships even more special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. And it's and like, I, what's wrong with that? Why think, can't you have a friendship with a woman without it having to become sexual? Yeah. Of course you Especially can. Especially when you're in an office. I think, like, I... But the politics. Oh, obviously. yeah. Oh, mate, it's dreadful. But I, I actively encourage stuff that, like, is against, like, the zeitgeist and stuff. And I think, like, if... Like, I love... Um, defending like women's rights and I love it when you see that someone's done something that's like a little fuck you to like whatever's normal oh, yeah. and like that especially like if you can have those friendships and even more so if you're in an office where everyone's like oh like, that, that, that's a bit sort of odd or they don't quite have a, oh, it's all like whispers and everything else that so would make me want to do whispers. that even more like yeah. it make me force that kind of thing to happen even more but yeah I think it's it's easy to it's easier to have friendships with women, I think, um, if you're definitely sort of secure within yourself, but in a secure relationship as well. Obviously, it's difficult when you're in a relationship and things like that come up, and then there's jealousy and stuff like that, which I've you know I've I've had myself, and I've been a I'd been in that kind of area with it all. But then you find that with all friendships it's all fluid and everything sort of changes and moves on anyway so it kind of naturally progresses to how it is but to be fair as we've like touched on before uh we've all got a priority list and sort of everyone's on it like i mentioned um i i never get to the point where i can just sort of sit and go i know what i'm gonna ring nick up and i'm gonna say let's go for a beer because all of my time is kind of it's all diarized. Like tomorrow we're doing something. I still have Saturday to do that. we're doing this. Sunday we're doing this kind of thing. So what's been quite nice with the podcast is that our Thursdays or every other Thursdays are like our kind of days where it kind of not in any way to belittle it, but we're kind of doing a little bit of music stuff, friend stuff. I'm having a drink. Um, we're talking, and it's like that it's that kind of it's time set aside to yeah just do that yeah and then within that we also become a really good friend yeah yeah like, totally like, like knowing each other yeah and doing yeah. something that we love and so we're passionate about it's funny because like uh like thursday night is that like, there's nights of the week when my kids are doing things like my wife normally works later on one night mm-hmm. And then the weekends are normally always very precious. Yeah. So Thursday night has always been my night. Mm. So at Thursday nights, um, like I'm a tattoo artist. So Thursday nights. Inked me, that. Yeah. I love my tattoos. They're so good. Well, there you go. Yeah. Your tattoos came out really, really well. (laughs) Well, yeah, I did that. So that Thursday nights was always my tattoo night. But then I just found tattooing wasn't really, wasn't giving me 
what I needed. And then I thought, well, I'd rather, like, what else could I do? So then it was like, well, could we do this? And then, so basically every other Thursday night, we do two episodes. Mm. So that makes us do our weekly. So it works out. Yeah, works out But then out it's really like, well. well, that's the time I do that. And then when you, you set that rule, and then it, it pretty much follows. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like it, like, it has just, it's just flowed. Like, it's gone so naturally that like, it's been fairly effortless. Um, yeah, it's just, I can't say it enough, really. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah, it's pretty magic. This podcast has really given me, uh, like, I haven't felt really miserable since we started. No. Because every time I feel a bit miserable, it's like, well, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I've been putting things on, on like, the socials, kind of like, like I might put a picture of a guitar and yeah. say... There was a time in my life when the guitar saved my life. Mm. You know, it gave me that something else. When I'm doing a shitty job or yeah. I'm working in the kitchen, it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. But I know tonight I'm playing a gig mm. and the guitar gave me the gig. Yeah. And so I try and kind of tell people that, that that's what it's all about. Yeah, holding on to those, those little that, specks of you light. You get through the day if there's something else. Yeah, totally. Sorry, I interrupted. Right. So we were kind of getting a bit ahead of ourselves thinking, wouldn't it be brilliant if we got sponsored by Gibson? Yeah. That, or Fender. Or um, I'm a complete guitar geek, so I would love to get sponsored by... like Orange Amps. Uh, yeah, I do like Orange Amps. Any guitar company... Like, I feel uh, like we're not allowed to do this. It almost feels like, a, like an odd... Privilege. We yeah, can't, we can. surely we can't ask. We can stuff. do whatever we like. Well, I want um, t-shirts. Yeah, I really like. I put a plain t-shirt on because I was worried that like the t-shirts I was looking at might be advertising stuff and stuff like that. But yeah, I think like if anyone's got a clothing company that they want exposure for, then I will happily wear all their clothes. But it'd be cool if it was like a boutique, like you know, like a small brand who are making something interesting. Yeah, and like they might go. Um, yeah, I think we might have something that would be really cool. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, I'll wear it then. Yeah. And we'll wear them on here. I will. Um, I love caps. I love caps, especially like on bad hair days like this. I'll put this on for um, for people in Boston. Yeah. I didn't really. <laughs> Again, that's a generalisation. Not All, all I'm things. interested in is guitars, <laughs> pedals, so Z, uh, Z-Vex or, uh, oh, what's the other company? Earthquake devices. Oh wow, yeah. Um, or Gibson or Revolta. I just got a Revolta guitar, which I adore. Mm. Anything from Dennis Fano. Um, you got a list, didn't you? You thought about this. You know what? When I go to bed, I think about things like this. Yeah. And what it is, to kind of come back to the topic of our podcast, very much. It's about hope. Yeah. I just think it's that simple thing about <clears> hope. <throat> and it is... Like, hope is so scarce. Mm. And kind of my hope... I think my only hope, really, all this other stuff is superfluous, really. Mm. You know, like, I've got everything I need. Mm. My only hope, really, is that people listen and they like it. Yeah. Um. And 
and that's it. Yeah, I think really the. But I kind of need to know people like it. Though, I think. The, me too. I, you kind of don't want to say it, but the feedback and seeing that people actually like it and the the comments. Like, if you haven't commented commented or left any feedback or you know given us five stars on iTunes or whatever, then do it because that like is almost. Like we're not looking for um, validation. No, but I, I but think, it does. I think the thing is, you say we're not looking for it. We are. Yeah, I am. Because yeah. basically, in life, everyone needs validation. Yeah. And um, most people's validation is money. Yeah. And um, for for me, I'm in a like I'm in a. I've got a comfortable house. Mm. I don't need anything like in reality i don't need anything no but i suppose what i all i ever really want is validation Mm. and that takes me right back to the fact that my dad didn't give me validation yeah and like so money and things now i've learned like more and more as the years have gone by that things don't validate me so like i wanted all the guitars yeah so whenever I had any excess money, I'd put it away and I'd buy a guitar that I mm. always wanted. And that would make me feel good for a bit. But it didn't re- it didn't meet my needs. No. Whereas I find doing this meets my needs yeah, much totally. more. Yeah. So it's more about that kind of emotional validation. Yeah. And I think that is uh, that's a universal truth. Mm. I think everyone thinks that money will meet their needs. No, that's it. So, like, you earn fucking loads of money, mm. uh, you buy a massive house, yeah, and you you meet the social norm. Mm-hmm. You have your children, like you're all wealthy. You've got a Range Rover. You've met your social expectation. Now, and what? then you go, I'm lost. Yeah, I'm fucking lost. And I think like that is a much bigger thing. Mm. So like I was thinking, if people in America are listening to this, I was thinking, oh, how are we going to be relevant to them? And then I just came to the conclusion, whilst cooking my kids' dinner, is that uh, we, we're talking about um, bigger truths. These are bigger truths than that. Mm. We really are talking about the basic fucking needs. Yeah. And those needs uh, go across the world. Mm. So when I was saying about, are you meeting the need of, like, clothing and feeding your children? Like, that's your first job. Yeah. Then after that, like, it's like, well, what, you know, what do I need? Mm. And the reality of it is, is that money doesn't meet your needs. No, it really doesn't. Like, it, it helps. Yeah. It makes things better. It yeah. gives you what you want. Yeah, and it takes care of a lot of other things, so you can then sort of get to a stage where you're like, "Oh, what what is going on?" But you know, like I'm not rich. I don't need for anything. No. And I'm actually fairly happy. Mm. But then I just kind of thought, actually, but I'm still a fucking mess. Mm. I'm still ill. I'm still struggling with life. Mm. And then I realised that. It's not about that. No. Like, the problem is, is is internal. It's an internal need. Mm. It's, it's really easy. It's not an exterior thing at It's all. always easy to look externally because... It's an external bullshit. the direction that you're looking and you've got people around you that 
seems to be adhering to social norms of like, oh, this is what you do, or you do this, or you don't it's do this. Social media makes so much oh, worse. Oh, totally, yeah, so much worse. But I don't think, I think like we all think we need this mm. and we need that. Yeah. But I think, um, I really kind of don't like to come back to, like, I don't, don't like, before we came on this, we started getting on terms of spirituality. Yeah. Uh, and I almost think that's probably the answer. Mm. I struggle with it majorly because I'm a massive cynic uh, and I live in my head. That's probably as well because of all of the iconography of it and what it is. And if you label it, you know, religion or something like in that regards. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. But I think if you close your eyes and breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth for like a couple of minutes that's the most spiritual you can feel on your own straight away. And there's no other entity, no God or anything else. That's almost like I consider that to be connecting with like everything yeah. around me. I agree. But and it I doesn't think... have to be like this whole sort of thing of like go and get a mat or it go to church or anything else. Anything like that. It's, it's what you want it to be. The inner you. Yeah. And it's about you being at peace with where you are and what you've got. I was talking to a mate last night in a really bad way. And we were saying, like, it's the shittest answer to anything. But it really is you. It's inside you. The answers that you're looking for to everything are inside. And it's just altering the outside effects of everyone else and everything else around you. And just going within and give, having a really good thought of, like, what and why am I thinking this way? What am I actually thinking? Why am I actually saying these words? Like, what is going on? And just giving yourself that time to kind of process that. That's the same line of thought and process that people give to religion, but they would, I've labeled it their religion, but like their God or whatever they assume to be their God or the it's universe the or wise. anything else. It's yeah, you, you pray or you reach out to God wise. or like you reach out to cosmos or the universe and stuff like that. You're asking questions i suppose it's a fundamental human thing to sort of question everything but i think maybe people have stopped questioning themselves enough because they they can see validation in other things i think like as a culture it comes back to culture like our culture like we think we uh we, you know we're, we're the developed nations and then you look at the underdeveloped nations you know like when they find a tribe in Africa who they've never found. Yeah. And they're actually pointing perfectly at airplanes and happy stuff. Yeah. Because actually they've found something inside themselves and, you know, they've accepted what's around them. Yeah. And they realise that actually they don't need anything. No. Actually, everything we need is, is in our hands. I'd be interested, though, to know whether, like, they are sitting there going, oh, fucking look, there's Craig again with his red loincloth like oh, why can't he so why like, can't he have like a brown one like the rest of us like fuck you it like as much as i don't like mr ashcroft's solo output well most of it uh he did now call the human condition and that term really resonated with me because i think this is the human condition is they always got more i want it Mm. So, you know, is it a human condition or like a result of commercial conditioning over the years? Yeah, well, I don't know because you said, you know, like if you were like in a tribe 
out in the middle of nowhere, no one had TV or anything, so they wouldn't have that. But then they are probably thinking, oh, look, Buster's got, he's got a really smashing loincloth. Uh, I I want one. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to see that as some sort of wonder or advancement or something that's going to hide your cock. Which I would (laughs) think is a human condition. Yeah. Like he's got, he's got something better than me. That's a fascinating point. Yeah. So I don't know the answer to that. No. But I do know is that this kind of the want and need and I, you know, as far as money goes and, you know, belongings that come with money, I don't, I think that's all bullshit. Yeah. I think it comes with age as well. When you see, I I noticed what the first time we moved and all the stuff that we bought when we were first together had broken by the time we'd moved into our second house and it was such a big thing that we had had all this stuff. And then as you're going along and you're throwing stuff away and you think, I'm not going to buy that anymore because it just breaks and oh, we don't need one of them. We don't need that. And you start to shed away this sort of like, why did we get that in the first place? Don't need this, don't need that. And you think, like, fucking hell, we don't need anything. It's yeah, just, no, it's just our... I had a weird moment when, uh, like, when my wife and I, like, we, we bought this house. It was three bed semi. Pretty much what my parents had. And I was like, well, I fucking trumped my dad. Yeah. And like, I was always angry with my dad and I thought I trumped him. And then, and then like, we had another kid and, and then you just get caught up in the trouble of having kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then I got, I went up another level at work and I'm like, I've done it. So what do I do now? Yeah. And then it was like, oh, a rap of guilt and my brain will tell me I'm shit. If someone messaged the other day and said um, about your brain being a bastard and she was like, I feel that as well. Mm. And it's like, you've got everything you need, but your brain's telling you that's not good enough. No. Because your brain is going, you need more. Yeah. It's like, I don't need any more. No. Don't need any more. And it's just fucking madness. Yeah. You can manage with what you've got yeah. tenfold. We're yeah. more than lucky enough in this country and, and in a lot of other countries. So it's kind of, it put them back to the stuff that Russell Brown was saying about just the acceptance and uh, my time with my hypnotherapist, Peter, just saying, like, just be. Like that is not saying be grateful. He's saying try and be grateful. Yeah. Just try and be grateful and accept mm. things that you can't change. Yeah. And try and be grateful what you, for what you've got. I struggle with it. And it is I'm, a shift in mindset. I really believe that is the answer to most problems in people's lives. I think so. If I you do. Can, like literally open your eyes and go, fuck, my eyes just opened. And I know... What happens is that when you're when you're in crisis, when your life is in crisis, those are the times when you can't do that. Mm. Those are the points when you're like, uh, you know, so if someone goes, "I'll oh, be grateful," like if someone's listening to this and they're having an awful time, and you're and I'm here saying, "Try and be grateful," and you're thinking, "Oh fuck off!" Yeah, fuck you. My job. Like, shit, I totally get that. Shit, I totally understand else. that yeah. because I've. Like, I'm not saying it as someone who hasn't been through it. No. Like, I've been through it. Like, we've both been through yeah. terror. Oh, mate, yeah. And 
it's not like we don't know that. And mm. but essentially, there's kind of overarching truths that do give your brain some peace. Yeah. I wanted to come back to um, a couple of things that were said. So someone said uh, on Facebook, um, someone I know, Tian, uh, who is probably one of the best guitar players I've ever seen. Nice. Uh, and I hope he listens to this because I, I rate him mm. and he's amazing. Um, and he's got better guitars than me, which is quite upsetting. Um, and he he uh, he mentioned about having he'd he'd gone for a bad experience. He had therapy, and all he took from the therapy was that you have to get back on the horse. Mm. And he said it was a really negative experience. It made him feel shit. But then, but the positive was that you have to get back on the horse. Yeah. And as crap as that is, and as crass as that is, it's ba- so basic. It like it sounds like it couldn't be true, but it really is. It is true. It's just taking a forward step in some kind of direction. Yeah. And again, I was literally saying this to my mate James yesterday. I love him so much. He's in a bit of a bad way, and I hope he's okay. But um, I was saying this exactly the same, this exact same thing. Everything is collapsing around you: relationships, friendships, work you fall out of any kind of social kind of groups because you think, right, fuck TV and fuck Facebook. You just and become insular. Fuck everything, yeah. And, and your brain takes over. It just swarms. like It's like a whirlwind. Yeah. But if you can just take, just step out of that one foot, like I always say, like 20 seconds of confidence, like that one little bit of direction of like, nah, I'm going to go to the cinema on my own and watch a film or... No, do you know what? I'm going to go to the library and find a book on crocheting or something in a different direction and I'm just, I'm just going to do that. Or do you think, no, I'm just going to pick up the phone and just ring someone I haven't spoken to for ages. Like we said, that 20 seconds of confidence just to get over the fear, not that it's fear, but like... But the just, one thing that's holding you back, like your brain's telling you, no one gives a fuck about you. Yeah. And then you go, oh, I'm just going to ring my mum or... Mm. Or my mate, and then they go, oh, you're all right. Yeah. And then you go, blah. <clears throat> and then suddenly you feel better. Yeah. Just for, like, again, being you need to be grateful for having that connection even, regardless of what's said. Don't, it doesn't even have to make sense. Like, it can be all fucking discombobulated and crying and tears. They might not even say a word or answer the whole time. But, like, even taking it a few steps back and thinking... I'm really grateful to have you to talk to. It's like, thank fuck for that. Yeah. Don't you find that? What I find, and what I find all the time, is that saying it aloud to another person, you say it all suddenly starts to make a little bit more sense. I've found sometimes saying it aloud, how silly it sounds back. I can then laugh at myself and think, fucking hell, like that was like at the forefront of yeah. my head. And I was going nuts simple. about that. And now I've said it, I can I sound like a proper cunt, but it's just You've said the it. process. And then you're like, oh, fuck. it almost like it squashes it or it kind yeah. of regulates it. It, it puts gives it, it less power. Yeah, that's so it. By yeah. saying it out loud, suddenly it's got less power. Yeah. So, uh, so 
Well, I, I, don't, I don't want to lose what uh, I don't want to lose what Tina said about therapy. No, my response to him really was was well, you can't. Well, you got something. Mm. But secondly, is that we see therapy as a panacea. Like you almost go into therapy thinking, well, they're going to make it all better. Yeah, like a cure. But therapy's not like therapy isn't like going to the doctors and then giving you pills. No. Um, all therapy does is guide you to make get there yourself. Yeah, I see it as like giving you the tools. Yeah. Or like giving you the opportunity to explore the thoughts and the and being given the tools to say, even like to question your own thoughts. Yeah. Like it, it's odd. Like I feel privileged that I kind of think like that. I'm sure you were saying the other day, like you were concerned about the kids almost becoming like depressives or anything else. Not to that extreme, but I said like for the kids to be questioning their thoughts and stuff like that, it can be seen as a positive thing as well. Obviously it can sort of eat away at you and everything else. But like, I feel like we are at a luxury that we do come away from conversations second guessing and think, oh, fucking hell, should I have said this? Shouldn't I have said that? Maybe I should have said that. That's a good thing. Like self-regulating. And yeah, it means yeah, you're exactly, aware exactly. of, I mean, everything can like, there's, it, you need balance. It needs to but be, you can ask can't go all the way. Though. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of why this podcast is important because mm. you can, you can walk away from a situation and you can think of all these things to yourself, but you can actually go back and go, I've just thought about that. It was not right about that. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I hope I haven't upset you. Yeah. You know, like, this is what I've taken from it. Yeah. And the reality is, is, is you can have those fucking conversations. It's funny. This happened to me twice. It didn't happen to me, but I see it happen twice today. I've been working in a hospital, major incident unit, and there's a lot of, I mean, I've seen some horrors this week. I've I've seen, like, stacks of dead people. It's like, crazy but the mate it's extreme mental mate it's so so mad um but there's this one guy in a and e and i don't know whether he was waiting to be seen or whatever but he was irate i i think he was um he was having trouble understanding like the person behind the counter and the doctors and stuff like that. And I think he was obviously frustrated with whatever has happened to him and everything else. There was obviously some confusion. He was getting a little bit heated and angry. And then uh, he was like, oh, um, you're not being clear in the answers you're giving me. It was something to do with like the time. The doctor said, oh, if you go up there before 12, everything would be fine. And the guy's like saying, what, at 12? And he's saying, no, like just any time before 12. It's like, well, you're not being clear. Like, tell me a time. And it kind of got a little bit heated kind of thing. And I thought, oh, I like this is going to kick off here. And I'm, I was kind of, I've got like tools and stuff around. So I'm aware that I need to like move stuff to the side. I'm kind of like bracing myself for it all. And uh, he like, was really shouting, really angry, like in this guy's face. And then uh, it all like got sorted out and come to fruition. And I thought, oh, I wonder how this is going to play out. And he come back out and he went, I'm really sorry I was angry like that earlier. Um, I'm scared. I was just a bit caught up in everything that I was doing. I didn't quite understand you. I'm sorry about that. Um, but I'm just really sorry. And the guy went, oh, that's fine. Like, no problems. And I thought, I did not what expect that. What a proper that. man. Yeah, I did not expect And I completely judged what him. A decent person. Like, I didn't want to say, like, it was kind of a, 
Like, all right, I'll judge him now. So he's like a bigger guy, like shaved head, I think. He thought he was like a brute. Yeah, but then I think he, he obviously had some real. kind of like, I, don't, I really don't want to come across as judging, but he didn't. He definitely didn't understand what was going on around him kind of thing. Maybe that was why he was at the hospital. I don't know, but he wasn't quite coherent almost. And maybe that was frustrating him. But yeah, I I thought, yeah, like, here we go, it's going to kick off. And it Nothing, really did know, like, it, it looked like yeah. it was going to for a second. You, you let it play out. Yeah. Because like he understood and then he apologised. Yeah, but then literally. You're like, that's, that's cool. That's fine. Yeah. What, what's wrong with that? No. Nah. And if like. It didn't escalate to the point that it was it we couldn't come back from it. But I've seen that before and normally they go, Oh thank you and they'll just walk off or whatever. But like to turn around and apologise, I feel that's that that's a real way forward for all humankind. Yeah, I Genuinely. Do as well. I really I do. do. As well. And I was like, Man, that's really cool. Within in the exactly the same room, within ten minutes, there was a guy again, I was quite worried. Because he was hovering nearby. I've worked in a lot of um, places where people have been like locked down and sectioned and everything else. I've heard stories of like people working in those places and having yeah, screwdrivers nicked and worked, stabbed you know. in the neck and everything. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm not scared. I don't judge anyone, but, but I'm conscious. aware. And there was this one guy that's really hovering around. It was supposed to be on his hospital bed, but he was standing by the counter. Then he's standing next to me. And I mean like three foot away from me watching what I'm doing. Then he's standing at the office watching them in the office. Then he's standing at the desk. Then he's standing at the thing. And he's making people feel really uncomfortable. And I'm trying to sort of crack on with what I'm doing. And then um, he sort of come up to the desk and said, oh, I'm waiting for my medication. The guy's like, oh, right, yeah, no worries. We'll sort it out. Not really sort of uh, kind of palming him off a little bit. Yeah, not really. And then he walked all the way around to this other side. I see him walk past the glass partition to this other office. He said, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for my medication. And he's like, all right, yeah, no problem. So we'll sort it out. And he went somewhere else. Oh, I'm waiting for my medication. And um, they sorted him out. And one person come out and said, oh, I'm really sorry. There's been a mix-up, but like we'll get you sorted out kind of thing. And uh, he then turned around and said, I'm really sorry for earlier. I was out of order. And they'd obviously had an outburst that I hadn't seen. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I was a bit sort of crazy earlier. And the woman was like, it's, it's fine. Like, it was kind of, it, it was our mistake kind of thing. Don't worry about it. Like, I appreciate your apology. All within, like, this 10-minute window of me being at this, like, kind of but front how desk. how often do people do things like that? No, and that's what I'm saying. Then, it's fascinating. They do, they, it escalates to a point that they can't then say, that they can't go back. And then, like, that masculine pride comes yeah. in and you're like, you can't go back and say, I'm really sorry about that. No. Or like they, they ends up into a fight or yeah. something like that. And like at that point... Maybe that's the fear of it. The fear of going over, letting your guard down and saying, yeah. I was a bit of a cunt then. I'm really sorry. The fear of them going, right, I'm going to... Right, I've done it. And they're going to kind of attack back. But I don't think so. From like what I've see, seen lately, that people were just up for saying, my bad, like, I'm really sorry. Like, Do you know what some of that comes back to is, is that power imbalance. Yeah. Like if you're institutionalised or if you're in the hospital, uh, you're basically at the hands of everyone You're the patient, else. yeah, of course. So what happens is like when you get palmed off mm. and you get, I think what we have to get into our heads is that you're not just getting palmed off. No. These people are busy. There's another hundred people other, on that wall. There's another hundred people outside the other door yeah. who's dying. Yeah. So, like, you shouldn't get shitty for no reason. But no. if you're being really palmed off, like be assertive by all means. Yeah. But like if you start being really aggressive, like that's that's where it changes. Yeah. 
if you start being aggressive, that's when the whole situation Because you're changed. putting yourself... It's like assuming you deserve to... I, yeah, it is, it is. Both that's those exactly times, right. it looked like they were forcing themselves to be treated different to other people. But what we have to take into account is when someone is being aggressive like that, they're being aggressive for a reason. Mm. And normally... The reason they've been aggressive is because they've got they've they've been stripped of their dignity yeah, and power. And out of fear maybe as well. Yeah, so they're scared of the situation. They've got no power or dignity because they're completely in other people's hands. Mm. And when they say they need something, no one's listening. Mm. So it it doesn't happen in isolation. No. So, you know, it all it really takes is a kind response. Yeah. And I think most things in life a kind response pretty much sorts out the problem. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. But coming back to what Tim was saying, what I would say is if you have a bad experience with therapy, I've had a number of bad experiences with therapy. Either I thought the therapist was arrogant, as in they said this is the answer. I'm like, uh, that doesn't, essentially it doesn't meet doesn't make sense to me. No. Um, Is that because it's almost an assumption on their part? It's an assumption on their part. Or it just don't fucking make sense. It doesn't you know, piece it's together. Simple. But then you can't... Like... Or I don't, I don't like them. Yeah. You know, sometimes... And most things in life come down to a relationship. Yeah. So I think if you're having therapy and it's not working for you, um, the best thing to do is to be honest and yeah. say... Can I see someone else? Mm. And in most situations, if you go to mind uh, and say it's not working out, and they'll go, give it another go. Yeah. Tell them how you feel, mm. so they actually know. Yeah. And we'll try someone else. In a funny way, in the counsellor might also feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. They, they're not going to want to. Exactly. They're, they will never turn around and go, right, this isn't working out for some reason. They're Unless not going to go, you've got a problem. No. Because you've come there because you've got a problem. But if it's if the connection isn't there, the connection isn't there. Yeah. It's as simple as that. So, it needs to be your space. It needs to be comfortable for you. Otherwise, you're not going to open up. Otherwise, you might as well just go and talk to someone on, on the end of the road. Yeah. And if you can talk to someone on the end of the road, then brilliant. Yeah, totally. It, all that matters is you find someone who works for yeah. you. And the truth is, if it's not working for you, mm. then you're better off being honest and saying, can I see someone else? 100%. But I say, like, if it don't work, don't give up on the concept of therapy. No, no. Because it no. just means it didn't work with that one person. Therapy is everything and everywhere. There's so many different types. I've had so many different therapists. There's music therapy. There's yeah. animal therapy. You can I've go and cuddle so a horse. It's the best thing ever. I've had so many different therapies. And... If I'm honest, like 10% have worked, mm. but the 10% that worked saved my life. Yeah. You never so it know. It goes like... to show that you can meet a therapist that works. Yeah. Um, and also, but also the most important thing about therapy is that you have to go in there wanting it to work. Oh, yeah. It won't work unless you, you want it to You can't go in work. there thinking, oh, who's this prick? No. You have to go in there saying, I am willing to make the effort. Mm. Because you can't go to therapy and go, right, I'm going to do my hour, and then the rest of the week I'm going to give my live my life the same as I always did. No, you need to change those so daily habits. So what, you haven't done anything. Yeah, so Therapy's all about you. Yeah. 
So you have to go in the therapist and saying, right, well, you've given me an hour of advice or I've off, you know, I've let go for an hour. Yeah. And now what am I going to do? Mm. You know, like it's about the rest of the week. Yeah. It's not about the hour. It's but about also, the other, how many, hour, how many hours in the week? A lot. 20, 24 times seven. Um, I think it's taking the, like, again, I know it's like the shittest answer to anything, but like all the answers are inside. And I think it just needs, they need to be a guide to help you find out whatever answers you're looking for. But that's never to assume that you know what you're looking for. And nine times out of 10 after one or two sessions, what you thought you went in there for is out the window because you're straight into talking about yeah. mum and dad and school and relationships the time, and everything else. The times when therapies worked best for me was were real crisis points when I'm like, I do not know what to do. Um, I've used everything in my own capacity to sort it out and it's all failed. Um, so I'm at a point when I am, uh, I'm begging for anything. Yeah. Uh, at those points, you will listen to anything. Mm. And I, I kind of think you need to go into therapy like that. Yeah. So my advice to anyone who needs therapy to do that. Yeah. Go in there and don't assume you know better. No, never anyway in any walk of life. Because you, you can learn something walk. from every everything and anything. My mate Gary always says you should always walk into a room aiming to know as less as possible because you will always have something to learn. Yeah, it's true. And you need to try and come away with from situations. Oh, what's that thing? I see a really cheesy like action coach sort of quote the other day, but it was really spot on. It's difficult, isn't it? Because you get those quotes, and like, like we were talking about doing, like uh, doing our own mouth and mailingless memes. Yeah, where we give advice, and um, and I think like between us, we've got a mountain of advice to give. Yeah, but but also is that like I'll see quotes with a rainbow yeah and i think fuck off this is <laughs> yeah no but some like i don't know i i'm always open but sometimes to it is that simple. well this one was like there's you're either it's say i'm gonna fuck it up anyway but it's like there's winning and isn't i don't win or lose no in winning and losing i never lose because there's winning and learning so if you learn from the loss you don't lose. You're all winning, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do you think get what I mean? Yeah, no, I, like, do, I don't know I do. what the actual thing. Like Google yeah. it, whatever. Fuck, but that's so true, though. Don't be so arrogant to think that there's not shit to learn. Out there. No, there's because always something to learn. You can learn something. You could talk to anyone and learn yeah. something. Like you know, as a human being, we know fuck all. No, we really know fuck all. But you all. could speak to the same human being about the same thing every day, and you'd still learn something different. Yeah, which time. brings me back to that kind of thing and the idea that like I was so close. To religion, and I don't like the organisation element of it, but I still mm. think there's something to learn. In, oh, in totally, there. yeah, definitely. You know, I don't like the idea. I don't like the idea of giving yourself over, mm. but there's still shit to be learned. Yeah, but so another, so there was another comment on Facebook, um, which was, um, I shared it on Facebook, and it was very much about. 
uh, someone was saying that, oh, these snowflakes, uh, you know, they talk too much. Talking doesn't help. And then um, Brad Humble from Grum Reaper responded, and he, he'd had a lot of issues with anxiety. I don't think he'll mind me saying it. Um, and he said that uh, sometimes... I think essentially what he was saying is that you don't let the anxiety define you. Mm. And I agree with that. Yeah. You know, like I've had depression, uh, well, I'm 43 now. Since I was nine, I think I became quite significantly depressed. Mm. Um, And for me, like the idea that I'm not a depressive was really really hard to budge from because that was very much like that's who i am like your label almost yeah and like, i can't help it i'm a depressive but then like what do you do in regards to walking into a room somewhere is that was that your script like was that in your when people go hello mate what's your name like what do you do kind of thing Did no that... it wasn't my my uh script was uh basically and i think this was brad was getting at really was that I was, uh, my script was, I'm not a depressive. I'm oh, not right. a depressive. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Like fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. Yeah. And I think essentially what he was getting at, and I do agree with what he was getting at, was that um, all the time you're going, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Actually, you're saying, I am, I am, yeah, I am. you're still saying, I am, I am, I am. You're not saying, like, Weetabix, table, so rather than saying, um, is that an hour already? No way. Fucking hell. Is that really? Yeah, actually, yeah, it is. That's gone well quick. Hold on. <laughs> we want guitars. <laughs> we and, want guitars. And t-shirts. And t-shirts. And caps. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you. We love you. We love you. Let's try and be nice. Be nice to everyone around you. Be nice, be nice, be nice, be nice. Take care, everyone. And each other. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be nice. Fucking yeah. hell. Simple. Take care. Good night, Boston. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.